0: Mana 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 yeah. yeah. Just wanna give it a heads up that this is part two of my conversation with the utterly delightful Mara McGathee. Part one is just previous to this. Gives you a little bit of a lead up prior to what we start to go into. So yeah, thank you for listening and goodbye. On to the show. Mana mana mana. This is social disgusting. So you you're doing 28 shows. You're there for I know for a month doing sure. that mm-hmm. show. And are you just canvassing to get people in when you're not on stage? Like I know that it, uh... it seems to be a busy time for people.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, uh, sometimes, like it depends on it depends on your show. It depends on like how much how much like time and money you have and how good you are at flyering. I yeah. I am horrible at flyering. I really dislike it and I the culture the culture of it also at the Edinburgh Fringe is, is such that like you hand someone a flyer for a show and they're like, all right, sell me for the sell me on the show. And then my first <laughs> reaction is like, no, I don't want I don't want you at my show, at my show. I don't I don't like you. Yeah. So like I've done I've done a couple solo shows there and for those shows what we did because they're like Irish people are also like super super supportive and the community in Dublin is really supportive and all the comedians are very supportive of each other so when I went over to Edinburgh like much to my surprise because I wouldn't have expected this they treated me as like one of their own and they were like hey like we're all going in on hiring flyers to flyer for us and those people would be like up and coming comedians who mm-hmm. are just looking for you know pocket money and are very happy to flyer for like a, a very reasonable amount of money. And I so so I did that a couple of times, which was like hired hired people a couple of times, which was great because it also meant that I had like a support system and I would you know bring them muffins and really overpay them especially for like how much I was making at the show but yeah, yeah that was a, that was a very long-winded answer no, no 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 yeah, no. YouTube but, sometimes.
0: but so. I would want to do that too of a I would overcompensate for me because just be like I'm so thankful especially when to your point about I don't want to justify my existence as somebody who clearly is not going to do it and wants me to jump through hoops for nothing like, that sounds miserable yeah.
1: I also like, when, when I was doing my solo shows there, I, most people when they do Edinburgh have prepared their show for like a full year before Edinburgh and it's like a, it's a huge part of the industry out here where if you kill in Edinburgh then, you know, the BBC and Channel 4 and Sky and all like the UK television networks are very interested in like, what show you want to make, who you are, how you how you get on panel shows and all this stuff. So it's like, it's a huge, huge thing. So most people really prepare. Old Aaron McGathy, on the other hand, being like an American <laughs> improviser. And this is something that I think like a lot of Americans do when they come to the Edinburgh Fringe, which is why we tend to not be very popular because we don't really understand what the deal is. Like oh, yeah. I, my first year, I did not have my show written the night before I started my run. Like I was figuring it out and it was like a storytelling show, but I like my description was kind of off from what I ended up doing. And, you know, people just see like the show, the show did all right, like with audiences, but I did have I was like rightfully so like torn apart by a couple of critics where I was like, holy shit, like this is this is so mean. <laughs> <These> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for for the uh I lost my trade of thought, but
0: Well, I mean, you were just talking about just that (laughs) it's a thing that people work their entire year toward because it's a potential showcase to make their careers. And so then, yeah, yeah, their perspective is the Americans just roll out of bed and they come in and they do 30 30 days a month, 28 shows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like this is serious business, which I get, you know. But then again, it's something I know for me that I've just I've heard about quite a bit in different comedians coming over there and i know some comedians specifically because they had a huge set or showcase there i didn't realize quite the degree by which it was so big after you just said
1: oh yeah yeah it's huge yeah and if you if you're an american like god help you if you have any tv credits because if you have any TV credit, then you'll get like a better, like there There are 3,000 shows. It's something like, th- like all together, there are like 6,000 shows that happen over the course of the month, which oh, obviously darn. is insane Um, and something like 3,000 acts and all this stuff so for Americans like if you have any kind of television credit you can get like a contract like a bigger room those theaters and stuff that like run there are like five different like main organizations that like put like have uh, venues where you put on shows and stuff and if you're an American with TV credits there's automatically like a okay Uh, she was on TV. I guess. uh, I guess this is gonna be fucking brilliant. This is uh, and and (laughs) like, there's there's automatically a like, who do you think you are? You know, sort of attitude where it's like. You know, I was putting on my on my flyers my first year, like my TV credits being like, Oh, great, people will see the show for this reason. But then you could just be brutalized. Like Janine Garofalo, who's obviously great, came over and did a show a couple years ago, and was just like, Oh, yeah, I'll do I'll do a month. And she was just I didn't get to see her show. But I've seen her before. And I know she's great. And she was just torn apart. And all of the, the, the angle of all the reviews was like, well, uh, she may be famous, uh, but we don't know why. You know, <laughs> and like, it's, uh, I had, I had another friend who had her own television show and then came over and like, she was brutalized and that was brought up. But if you are an American and you come over and you don't have TV credits and they feel like they've discovered you, that's a different... That's a different yeah. thing
0: altogether. Yeah. I can just imagine, or maybe this would be an American headline about like the truth about cats and dogs, the truth about a comedy is it
1: sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, they are not, they're not above taking your title and, uh, and ruining you.
0: <laughs> That's fun. With it.
1: Yeah. I did a show that was like a one woman murder mystery called Murder Town and like the, <laughs> The, like I forget what the headline of the review was, and it wasn't like in a big publication or anything. I think it was just online, but it was it was something to do with killing my darlings, and it was like I wish she would have killed her darlings instead. Like which is, it wasn't even like that mean, but it was like yeah, used the the title yeah. against me.
0: That's fun, yeah. And meanwhile, like they were probably in the middle of the performance. Like what kind of pun can I use here? Because I'm gonna really take this one to task. <laughs> Yeah. She was on Doughboys? Yeah. Fuck that. We're gonna take her down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I did. I did have a couple of people that came to see my show in Edinburgh who had listened to Doughboys, which is funny.
0: That is funny. Yeah, I re-listened to one of the episodes. I forget which one it was. I was listening to both of them, but the other day, and it was just the entire time of you needling Mitch about the crush, and I could just, I could almost like hear him getting smaller every time. Oh. It was adorable. It was really, really funny. I want to ask you, when you first went to Ireland, what were your first impressions?
1: Mm, um, here, sorry, I'm just fixing my, I I'm, I'm, have my stuff up on a folding table, and I suddenly got worried it was all going to collapse. My first impressions, uh, well, the first time I went to Ireland was on a trip with my ex-husband, and we had just come from Scotland, and I think we were, in Scotland's, beautiful and great. Uh, and we had just come from London and we were, we were struck by how different the culture was in Ireland from the culture in England. And obviously like how friendly everyone is like, that's uh that is real though. There's like a, there's a friendliness for like, for tourists. That's not always you know, not disingenuine, but there's a certain like performative Irishness that happens. I think, okay. like, kind of to protect actual ir- Irishness is my outsider yeah. view of everything. Like, if you ask an Irish person when you come to Dublin, like, hey, like, I just really want to go to like a real, like a a real pub with like real music and stuff, they'll refer you to the tourist pub, but they'll say it's like the real place, <laughs> and you'll go yeah. and you'll be like, oh, this is the real thing. But, you know, it's not, not until like being here for a little while do you kind of realize that that's, that's what's happening, which I honestly, uh, respect, but.
0: No, I like that a lot. I like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, I like that protectiveness of it. Also, I feel like there's almost a thoughtfulness in some ways too, because they're like, Mm. but this is going to be the more, this is more of what you're imagining it's going to be like. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, definitely true. They call it, um, diddly eye over here. Like if someone has to kind of. "Quote unquote," like Irish it up. It's there. They've they've gone all diddly eye or this diddly eye sort of pub, or you know, so so on and so forth. I like it. Also, clouds was the other big thing that I noticed. Like the Irish cloud game is is very strong, and I continue really? to be a, a very big fan of Irish clouds. Being from California, where there are no clouds.
0: Okay, is it also where are they like? Uh, is it? Are they billowy? Are they foreboding? Or are they what?
1: <laughs> I was so hoping that you would pull out uh, some of your weather terms from from college. Are we uh, talking
0: cirrus? Are we talking stratus?
1: We're talking uh, cumulonimbus. Ah, I was gonna say that yeah. one next. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of stratus clouds, but a lot of uh, a lot of big boys, a lot of big big fluffy cumulonimbus clouds, or just the whole sky is a cloud. But the weather, something else that, that really struck me is that, like, you hear about Ireland and you're like, oh, the rain yeah. and, you know, and there is a lot of rain, but generally, like, the weather is, is pretty temperate and it doesn't get too cold and it definitely doesn't get too hot and there're still seasons and stuff and like when it when it rains like it won't it doesn't rain for like weeks at a time like even in LA there'd be like certain years where you'd have just like 3 weeks of rain okay you know and then dryness but the i think another irish secret is that like the weather is actually nice and like there's enough rain that it's very green and pretty and stuff but it's not as brutal as like scotland
0: Okay, well, because I was curious if there were like misconceptions or something. I'm sure there are a ton because we just are—I uh, mean, predominantly just woefully ignorant. But also, you know, a lot <laughs> of it is a very—we get the cinematic things from like movies yeah. and some of those type of things. So I was just—I mean, I, I will—I
1: should—I should say that like. The weather on the East Coast, where I am mm-hmm. in Dublin, is a lot more temperate than the weather on the West Coast. like the West of Ireland is called like the wild Atlantic way and it gets it gets way more storms and lots more weather. So I'm really just talking about about Dublin like Dublin's weather is pretty temperate
0: you have the the' less of the the lesser intense side yes, of it totally. you know compare yeah. okay. Maybe that's maybe that's why there's a bigger city there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like, we don't yes. want to deal with that. Maybe we'll all just move over to this side. It's way nicer. No, yeah, <laughs> enjoy the cumulonimbus yeah. clouds versus all the cirrus <laughs> and stratus and cumulus over there.
1: I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I get so paranoid about like Irish people hearing me on a podcast. Just like, what is she? What is she talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just, they're just like, well, and there's this this. Tra- not even transplants this is ignorant American in Arkansas. What is that even? <laughs> which is a fair question. <laughs> joking about coke yeah. before this, yeah, yeah. typical American yeah, you know. I get it like I don't blame them and they can say anything to rice of but I'll probably agree with it, but um <laughs> just before we wrap it up what what else are you you said you're looking more into kind of just what a d h d is but also I know. <laughs> you're doing uh, uh that seems like an unfair summation of your existence but uh <laughs> but know. you're you're also I know doing some online performances or classes or workshops with um, uh your theater what all yeah. you doing in your downtime i guess
1: uh well, I mean since the so so the theater, Moth Theater Dublin is an alternative comedy theater kind of similar to like the UCB and we usually have like like in-person improv classes and in-person sketch writing classes and shows and stuff, but we we started out the, the beginning of the pandemic doing like a 2 week TV pilot writing challenge just to keep everyone's spirits up. Uh, yeah. But that ended up being so much fun and and very popular. So we've so yeah so we've we've like started doing screenwriting classes when we hadn't before. So we're doing like TV pilot writing and uh, feature script writing. And I've also since some the the other the other side of my career is TV writing, and I have um, like a a sold a show here that isn't being made at the moment because of the pandemic. But that's like getting into TV writing here uh, has been a thing and like getting to teach the classes has, has been uh, very fun for, for lots of reasons, but specifically like aside from like the, the fun of like the community of it all, but teaching something that I hadn't taught before, that I'm doing, has given me, like, a greater... Appreciate, appreciation and uh, understanding of it, I think. So I'm also like writing other scripts. And what I'm saying right now is incredibly boring. But no, 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 the, but that's
0: cool, though. That's a, that's a different creative outlet. And To your point, though, it's it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to have to verbalize it. You really kind of yeah. unlock things when you realize, oh, I have to put these in, in certain terms, whatever, as opposed to just knowing the thing. And totally. I know for yeah. me that I feel like that's just most of what therapy is for me. I'm just probably, I guess, talking <laughs> yeah. at myself it's that thing where you have to verbalize and you're like, "Oh shit. Oh that. Oh okay. There you go." Yeah, yeah. So that that helps me a lot for sure. So I get it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I've also learned how to use epoxy resin to make things. Interesting. It's been a thing and I've tie-dyed most of my wardrobe. That's fun. Another, Had you done that thing. before? I I have, but never never like now. <laughs> I've <I'm> just <laughs> really really gone for it. But we also like at the beginning of the pandemic, like we were about to open a new uh, like theater rehearsal and educational space. But then the building that we were in ended up like being sold. So we had to break everything down that we had <laughs> built up, which was oh. very depressing. So we but we found a new space. So like moving into that other space has also been also been a thing. That's good. Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, that's a bummer. That would really suck.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's weird. It feels like forever ago, but also feels like five minutes ago. But we're very, uh, yeah.
0: Time is a flat circle
1: with the community that we have here and stuff. So
0: based on just everything you're saying, too, it just sounds um, it sounds lovely there. It really does.
1: It is. It really is. Yeah, and it's been very getting to. I'd say, like, when I think back to the pandemic, I will think about getting to read so many different writers scripts and getting to so so many people most people who are writing television scripts or film scripts for the first time are trying to like get something out about their whole their own life so yeah. like speaking of therapy like most of my conversations with students have been like so what's what's your protagonist's flaw well she's afraid she's afraid that people don't won't love her Okay, well why do you think that is? You know, if we're yeah. talking about the quote-unquote protagonist, <laughs> but we're really talking about yeah. them um so it's been it's been a weird time of like uh, like immense distance but also extreme emotional intimacy with these people that I like I've known for a few years but like haven't like talked to on such an intimate level. So it's been it's been a
0: a trip. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's the character's biggest fear? That my teacher won't like my writing. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Fascinating. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Before we wrap it up, is there anything you want to point people toward?
1: Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> I sound so confident. Sure.
0: <laughs> 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 dot dot dot. Uh,
1: well, I I used to have a podcast called This Feels Terrible that I'm that I should be starting up again in the next month or so. Oh, cool. Um. But I guess like uh, on Instagram, Mary McGathy or Mod Theatre Dublin, we have a we have a new online TV pilot writing class starting on October 12th, which is on Mondays. And because it's online, it's possible to take it anywhere, I suppose. But if you wanted to learn how to write TV along with a bunch of nice Irish people, you could go to mobtheatre.ie, And yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again for doing this. I, I thought this was so much fun.
1: Yeah, it was super fun. I I, I know I'm uh, super rambly and all over the place, but it was very nice talking to you.
0: You were great, and I really enjoyed it, so thank you again. Good. Thank you all for listening. Please wear a mask. That's all I got. Stay safe. Be kind. Just be kind. That's it. (laughs) Bye.